Don't you know that not listening to the Shenmue AM2 podcast is way uncool? Welcome back to another episode of the Shenmue AM2 podcast. We're your hosts, Andrew. And Matt. And this episode, we have a very, very special guest with us. Mm-hmm. We have Ryo Hazuki himself, the English dub voice actor, Corey Marshall, with us here today. Yes, hello. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Yourself? I am doing excellent. Well, I'm here with you guys today, so it's a great day. Oh, perfect. Thanks. Um... So yeah, Corey, as we mentioned, is the voice actor for the English dub, so the North American and European Dreamcast, and then the uh, North American Xbox. PAL Xboxes, English as well, isn't it? All Xboxes in English. Yeah, yes. Okay. And upcoming Shenmue 3. Oh, uh, yeah, and most <laughs> importantly, upcoming Shenmue 3, yeah. <laughs> we should probably touch on that. <laughs> Um, so just uh, kind of, I guess, to start out here, Corey, just give us a, a little, you know, in- intro about yourself, I guess. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I think uh, most of you uh, people out there know me as the English voice actor for uh, Shenmue, of course. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I've been in the business for a very long time. I've uh, done a lot, done a lot of stage work. It seems to be the bulk of my uh, earlier years. Um, and I've pretty much done it all in the business. You know what I mean? I, I maybe you know some some of the fans know that I used to be a professional dancer. Uh, believe that or not? I believe um, it. I've I, seen it. Yeah. I've seen that music video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I did uh, stunt work. I've done some producing in film, and um, yeah, I'm just all around in the business uh, since I was since I was a young lad. So. Um, that's me, you know. I, I it's just, it's, 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 I love the business and I have done it all. But you know, um, it turns out that uh, voice acting is not only the best job that I've had, <laughs> but it's also the most fun. So uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be coming back and doing uh, Shenmue Three because uh, you know, not only am I a fan of the game, but I, I just, I love the work in general. So nice, and I think. Everyone is so happy to have uh, you back as, as the voice of Rio for the English dub. I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the, the fan uh, reactions out there in the world uh, were tremendous. Uh, you know, it's, just, it, it's very, it was very humbling. Um, you know, people told me some really fantastic things about how the game has affected them and I thought oh wow that's great that I could be a part of um, you know something that has changed so many so many people's lives in a positive way but you know particularly with Shenmue 3 when people kind of in, in, in a way really kind of demanded that I come back I was just yeah. like wow really me oh that okay <laughs> all right great thanks you know what I mean like I, I again I just I'm just a little surprised and very humbled and I I, I really want to you know, thank everybody out there in the world who who feels that way. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of strange for me to say that, but you know, thanks. You know, what can I say? Well, you're definitely a big part of it. You're like intrinsic to like my nostalgic memories of the game, so it wouldn't be the same experience without your voice. You're literally the voice of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I remember exactly uh, where I was when I had read that you were going to be back. As a voice actor, my wife, um, she had had to go to work on a Saturday for some reason, and I uh, dropped her off, and when I came back to pick her up, she was just sent me a message, hey, I'm just in the elevator or whatever, and I just turned on my phone and had a Kickstarter update in my email, and I'm like, okay. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, and she got in the car and nice. had a big grin on my face. She's like, what's up? And I'm like, something cool just happened. <laughs> She's like, I totally don't care. <laughs> <laughs> She loves it, uh, or loves that I love it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so just kind of, we'll get into the questions here, I guess. Yeah. At any point, did you ever think that any of this, with when you just essentially applied for a job or auditioned for a job, mm-hmm. 
that this would have gotten this big. Did like the fact that Yu Suzuki was part of it like uh, make you think that hey, this is going to be a big thing? Um, you know, yes and no. I mean, I guess you you, you always you always hope that a project's going to be going to be big, going to be huge. You know what I mean? And, and then yeah, yeah, when you find out. Um, Yu Suzuki's involved, and, he, and he, of course, anybody who knows anything about his history and his, you know, huge success in a lot of the games that he's, he's created, some, you know, some really prolific games that people just know and love out there in the world. So, yeah, when you find that stuff out, you're like, oh wow, this, this could be something great. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, I suppose that I didn't really expect to kind of have this. Uh, to almost like a cult-like uh, following of the game, you know what I mean? Where it it really is, uh, it's something else, you know what I mean? It's something it, it's something special with Shenmu, and uh, with with the uh, devotion, dedication of the fans to the game, um, it, it's it's not hard to see that. Um, there's a lot of games out there that just make tons of money and love, and a lot of people love to play them. And they're, um, you know, the, it's just kind of like, I, I don't know, maybe they can make four or five of the same different, same game. And um, it's just kind of like, I, I kind of, I kind of, uh, uh, I kind of compare it to movies sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a lot of really great movies out there that that make a ton of money, and everybody goes and sees them. And like, yeah, I had a good time when I saw that movie. It was really great. And but um, uh, again, with the with the effect that Shenmue has on people and this kind of long lasting, and, and you mentioned it, like the nostalgia of it. It's it, it is. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna look back on this time and be like, oh man, remember the days when the Avengers came out and all this feeling that I had and you know it's like, hey, I love the Avengers. The, the Avengers make you know tons of money and I, I go see every single one of them. I, I I have a fun time when I see it, but I don't have that deep feeling on the inside of like. You know something when I, you know something when I saw when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Some some of those, you know, '80s movies that actually uh, a lot of stuff like Stranger Things is is taking advantage of now, where where they're kind of pulling upon all those feelings that we had when we were kids. You know what I mean? And kind of bringing that out again, so we can kind of celebrate how we felt back then. But yeah, Shenmue is kind of like that for a lot of people, where where people, you know, see it. Uh, feel it, react to it in a different way than they would with uh, a lot of other games. So, yeah, I'm 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 proud to be a part of something like that, and, and that's what I didn't really expect to be a part of. You know what I mean, I guess you, you you can't really predict something like that. Like, oh, I hope that um, my game has a has a has a strange effect on people that makes yeah. them think, why do I love this game so much? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I imagine it's pretty. So rare, that that rare part for, I couldn't predict. I imagine it's pretty rare for somebody to go on to any project and be like, "This is going to be the next Star Wars." I just know it, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you know, or you know, um, uh, yeah. Pick, pick your, pick your, uh, your move. You know, it's it's it, these these two are not the same. But think about something like um, the Princess Bride, right? Yeah. When it came out, um, you know, not a ton of people saw it. Uh, it wasn't a huge success or anything. Um, but it's the type of movie now where there are some people who can literally quote the movie from beginning to end, every single line, and they're obsessed with it. And they watch it, you know, they still watch it uh, every year. Or whatever for the last twenty years, and yeah. it's just kind of like one of those things, you know what I mean? For some reason, uh, yeah, like The Princess Bride, or I'm, I'm trying to think of some other films right now, has that kind of effect on people. But for some reason, that they just love that film, and and some people are obsessed with it, mm -hmm. and they they still go and cosplay it today, you know? So, yeah, um, it's just yeah I think I think Shenmue's yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shenmue's definitely that kind of game where it it connects to people on a, on a different level, like you said, emotionally. You know, it's it's, it's something different about that game. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, I've got I've got that with both Shenmue and with Twin Peaks, and unfortunately, the new Twin Peaks kind of ruined my old feelings I had for the original. Oh, uh, <laughs> really? No. See, what you should do is just go back, watch watch all the old ones again, and then uh, you know, kind of recapture that <laughs> recapture that flame for Twin Peaks. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try it again in a couple of years. Yeah. Okay, so I haven't seen the new one yet. So you're telling me I shouldn't see the new one? Is that what you're telling me? I seem to be in the minority. Uh, what the what the original one what oh. I liked about it was like its quirkiness, its friendliness, its warmth, and just a little yeah. un- underbelly of darkness. In the new one, all the darkness is up in your face. It's cold. It's sterile. It's unfeeling. It seems to go nowhere. Mm. That's. It feels like a David Lynch film where I wanted more Twin Peaks, but that's a different topic. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I'll. I'll have. To, I'll have. To, I'll take that into consideration as well. <laughs> I'm. I'm loving Stranger Things. By the way, I literally just got done watching. I think episodes uh, five and six mm-hmm. of season two right before we recorded this. Or are recording this today. It's a good show. It's. It's fantastic. Great. Uh, wow. Yeah, we we love it too. My wife and I were actually comparing it to Twin Peaks and some of the little similarities. <laughs> um, uh, at any, was there a specific point in time, Corey, where you realized you are part of something special with this? Like, was there, a, I guess, a tipping point or a moment that that sticks out in your mind where something happened? And you're like, okay, like getting the gravity of of what you're part of. This project's gonna be with me for a while. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know if there was like a like an aha moment, but I, I think um, it, it had to be after the project um, when I started getting fan reaction and I started getting um, uh, e- even just strange things like stuff showing up in my house when people mm-hmm. knew it was me and my wife's anniversary and they would like send flowers to me and stuff and I'm like wow. oh wow <laughs> you know what I mean like wait first of all how do you know where I live <laughs> weird second of all uh, wow you, you decided to take some time and money out of your day to, to do you know what I mean like wh- I think it was just kind of like when people started talking about it a lot and then I started getting some interviews and, and really hearing a lot of fan um, talk and reaction and just uh when you guys, you know, pe- pe- people like you guys would contact me and want to do some interviews, and then I think it really, I think it really is the fans uh, itself that kind of made me realize, oh wow, yeah, this, this is this, 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 this is something big, you know? Um, yeah, it's not really the the um, the promotion or the uh, or anything to do with Sega itself at the time, or uh, or the uh, let's see, uh, or, or, or the sales or anything. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't any of that for me. It wasn't like, oh wow, this is boom, this is it. No, I, I think it just kind of like trickled in over time. Um, really, just kind of interacting with uh, with people out there in the world, the Shenmue world, you know that that kind of made me realize so it wasn't a sudden aha moment it was it would it, it, it's just this long burn over time where i think that um that you, again it's it's kind of like you you realize that it is almost like a cult movie um that 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 it, that, that kind of stuff does take time to to see and realize yeah um, before we go any further, I think there is a delay of a little bit, so if we like laugh at inappropriate moments or cut you off or something, it's because of the delay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's well, you know, when you're using Skype, it's 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 par for the course, I guess. Although it might be gone now. Anyway. Yeah, I think it's gone <laughs> after we said that you left immediately. Yeah. <laughs> um, so once you signed on for the project, um, and you know, you start actually working on the project. There really wasn't a game like this prior to prior to Shenmue. What was the mood while working on this project? Did it feel special at the time? Like you were doing the first of something? Um let's see. It, yes. Well, you know, I mean the thing is is that yeah, when when I got a, when I got a chance to personally experience the game um, I, know, I know some people uh, probably heard that when they gave me uh, 
a copy of the game for me just to play and enjoy myself. I got the uh, the uh, Japanese dub with English sub, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, I of course I experience the same things um, when when people talk about being able to walk about the room, being able to uh, interact with. <laughs> something as simple as your furniture or go through every room in the house or anything like that and you think oh wow okay great let's see where this goes you know and yeah being a part of the project and realizing that when you yeah when you, when you go down a street and you take a left instead of a right well different things happen or different times of different times of night you know what I mean you have to do a different script for oh when you get there and it's at this particular day time of day or it's this or it is this day if you get all the way into i don't know december or christmas or something like that and you realize oh yeah oh of course of course time makes a difference of course it does weather makes a difference and um yeah so so being a part of that project and missing that you thought oh man yeah this is great you know i mean some some i i, I remember some games experimented a little bit with time and some games experimented with uh, being able to go into a room with a toilet and be like hmm nothing useful here (laughs) if you you know you guys remember like uh, um, uh, and then uh, let's see a toilet I'll never need yeah yeah right (laughs) or um, yeah but just be, be just being able to, to to kind of interact with everything in your environment right being able to just to open up drawers and see clothes in there and stuff like that you know what I mean or open up your cabinet and see a, a dreamcast in there and be, you know be able to, uh, to to do to do that as well or, 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 or go into an arcade and play some old Sega games how, how awesome is that you know or talk to so. any person you see and have them be voiced which I, was this the first game that yeah that's happened? true right any person I, I don't I don't remember. Do you guys remember? I don't remember ever playing a game where you could interact with anybody. Yeah, I can't think of a game before it where every character was voiced. But. And, like, my big game prior to this would have been Ocarina of Time, yeah. where it's the exact yeah. opposite. It's intentionally not voiced, yeah. and based on your experience, and then I get to this situation where I'm playing a game where I'm also getting the experience, but there's also this realistic aspect to it, mm. and it's... Just it was just blowing me away at the time, mm. and still today. So yeah, I, I mean, you guys asked me if there was a moment where I realized that this that this was definitely something different. And yeah, being able to interact with anybody on the street. Yeah, I, I, I I've I've said before when I got into the studio, they would give me these you know book of a script, you know, and I realized it's because oh he's going and he's talking to other people. So, yeah, when there's people on the street, you know, they add their lines in as well. So that's why they would give me this, these books every day. And uh, I just thought uh, that that is definitely something when I when I realized that that it is different. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like (laughs) it's not like, like, yeah, yeah. There are just some characters that you can interact with and some not. Um, But instead, yeah, I, I, you know, you go in there and you get... uh, um, you know, like a like a uh, like a a Moby Dick size script every day. You're like, holy crap! You know, <laughs> this this is something different for sure. Well, uh, you said you mentioned that you you played the game way back then. Like, have have you played it many times beyond that? Like, did you ever play it with your own voice in it? Like, do you have a working Dreamcast right now that you could play it if you wanted to? I you know I don't have a working Dreamcast. I think I should just go pick up another one. There's a um, there's a there's a well I know I know a couple of guys who do vintage gaming and there's actually one not too far from where I am maybe I should just go pick one up because unfortunately my the my uh, mine mine quit working a while back but uh, yeah I did I did play my game with my voice and uh, that was that was interesting <laughs> you know uh, but but fun as well at the same time. And, uh, yeah, just trying to go all the way through and try to find all the secrets and all that kind of stuff. That was, yeah, that's, that's just what, what you do as, as, as a, as a game fan, right? Yeah. Did you, um, um but did, yeah, pl- 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, playing play, playing my own voice is it, it is it is a little trippy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's kind of especially when some of the uh, intonations and stuff like that, just the way I say things, comes across on the screen. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a little weird uh, having yourself talk at talk at you. You know. So, did you ever get a chance to talk to the Japanese voice actor for Rio and like compare notes and like discuss how you characterized him the same or differently or anything? Yeah, no. Um, uh, when when I was working with the team there uh, in Japan, um, you know, we we kind of discussed um, how how he did things and how we should do things, and some things we wanted to kind of keep the same in the same, uh, um, I guess, sort of the same sort of the same flair. You know what I mean? Like we kind of want to yeah. kind of keep it a little bit like this. And, and I've mentioned before. Uh, and other interviews and stuff like that. How we it was it was a little bit of a dance that we had to do back and forth because we still wanted to have this very Japanese character, this very Japanese uh, feeling to the game. Uh, but we also we also kind of struggled a little bit with how we're going to how how it sounds in English or how American audience would react to it. And I kind of I kind of feel like. You know, as people know, yeah, we we kind of stuck to a more Japanese approach, and kind of let the chips oh, where they will, and, and that's part of that's part of why the game is the way it is. But yeah, that, that's that's kind of something that we kind of had, kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of had kind of mold our, ourselves with the uh, Japanese uh, directorial team or the or the, the the team that I was working with at the time and yeah we had uh, you know a director and a, and a translator and a script supervisor and all that kind of stuff and it, it said okay well th- and, th- and they, they always showed me oh this is this is how he did his this scene and you know how would you do it and so so yeah i i put in my own input and i did my own stuff and um but yeah i also again you know i also had the opportunity to uh not only play the game but they would also show me uh you know how he did the scene or you know what's funny how we did the fighting scenes or the fighting sounds they they really wanted that to kind of be like how he did it, and I don't know if, if fans had an opportunity to play both games if they could actually hear the similarities. And in that case, I almost um, almost just did an impersonation or a uh, um, like a, a copy of what the actor did because I think that I think that they kind of worked with him a lot on those scenes and kind of wanted these very specific sounds. So they said, I think, you know, we really want these sounds. I was like, oh yeah, I'm all over that because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being, a, being a martial artist myself and watching lots of Kung Fu films and uh, playing lots of video games, I'm like, I do that anyway, you know, just for fun. So <laughs> I'm all over that. Yeah. yeah and that's, uh, that's I got, one, yeah. That's one thing I can, I can uh, agree with is that uh, your fighting sounds, they sounded very Japanese. That's interesting that you, that you did just like kind of mimic his, his because there's, you know, there's very Japanese sounds in there, like a, uh, like a, oh yeah, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Lots of good Yeah, guys. particularly stuff like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, particularly stuff like that. Um, yeah, they, they really wanted those specific sounds. And I'm like, okay, that, I mean, if you want me to do an impersonation of that, I can definitely do it. And, and so, so we did, yeah. Nice. Um. I guess for both the English and uh, Japanese uh, voice actors, what experiences did you take away from working with the rest of your colleagues? So, like Eric Kelso and Liesl and things like that, or people like that? Yeah. Um, what did I take away from them? Uh, I mean, as far as like uh, as far as the acting itself, or just uh, just working with personalities and all that kind of stuff? Either. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, well, you know what's great is that we worked with so so many people on this project um, that I yeah I did get a chance to as far as professionally is concerned I did get a chance to see where different people are coming from their uh, professional experiences in life and um, where they lived and worked you know Eric Kelso had lived and worked in Japan for a long time and his approach to things and how you know he worked professionally with the team and how he approached his 
you know, voiceover challenges with the characters that he played, and so that was stuff like that is really, you know, as I was a young man at the time, at twenty, uh, how old was I? Twenty, twenty-one, and um, you know, kind of seeing all that was great. Uh, being a uh, a long time stage actor. I was kind of used to doing all these kinds of different characters and stuff like that, but I hadn't really gone that much in that direction. But again, you know, being a being a gamer myself and just kind of, you know, me and my friends just messing around and doing what we think voices would be, you know, what what kids do. Um, I could just kind of bring all that experience to to what I had at the time. But as far as people are concerned, oh man. The, the, great people i mean if if, if uh, people have had any uh, sort of contact with eric kelso have ever spent any time with him everybody talks about what a great guy he is and how cool and like down to earth and it's just the kind of guy you want to hang out with and you know have a have a beer with and you know he's 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 just one of those guys who's like suddenly your best friend when you meet him you know what i mean and uh yeah paul paul lucas he just never stopped laughing Man, when he's in the studio, it's kind of kind of hard to to breathe sometimes because for some reason he's just hilarious when we're working together. I don't know. I think he's just I think he's just the kind of guy who likes to cut loose, make people laugh and kind of, you know, break down those walls or those barriers and then everybody's just feeling happy when when you're working, you know what I mean? Uh Liesel, love love Liesel, you know, it's like we we uh we still keep in contact. Uh, this day because she's great and she's always running around and doing great stuff and you know I, we did it oh, we did an interview um, I don't know how many people have seen that one but we did an interview actually we, we did all of us uh, Paul Lucas Liesel um, Eric and me and if anybody's seen or heard that you can really get a, a taste of how we all you know know and like each other so that's great because a lot of times when you do a project, it's just kind of like, oh, you got a coworker and, you know, they're nice and friendly and, you know, or you don't get along, which is even worse. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you kind of, you kind of just know them and you're like, oh yeah, they're, they're good people. But when, the, luckily, the people that we were working with were just awesome and some, somehow we could all be friends and go out have fun together and it really did feel like not just co-workers but really somehow a, a group of friends all somehow got the same job <laughs> you know what i mean and are all working together somehow some way some magic way but that's 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 how it felt you know what i mean like we're all we're just all just happy to be there and it's just oh when you hear Liesl's coming in you're like oh yes it's gonna be a good day <laughs> you know awesome what were your thoughts on the demand for the English dub in Japan, so Shenmue US, as, as it was titled? Like all the Japanese people wanted to hear the English version. version. That sort of phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. Generally, uh, again, that's, that... that's the other way. It's usually the Western world wanting the Japanese dub with mm-hmm. the English subtitles, and this was mm-hmm. the flip side of that. Yeah, again, a, a little mind-blowing for me. You know, a little, a little kind of like, I don't understand, like, why, why, why would you want that, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm not sure, um, you know, what, what, what is your take on that? I'm not sure why they wanted that. I mean, I, I really did try to give this character, um, you know, a, a Japanese feel, right? So I did try to give him a very, I've, I've described it before as a very stoic type character and that's the way that i kind of you know the kind of way the, the way that i voiced him the way that i acted him you know what i mean very you know it's not it's not something that a, a western audience is really used to i think a general well uh, a western audience is not used to um so uh, and i was and i was kind of west, wrestling with that in my head and i thought is, is it because of the way that i acted it or is it just because you know and i thought like wow well, i don't know it's a japanese yeah so i was a little i was a little kind of uh taken aback and i'm i'm i don't know what what what, what is your take on it I, I think it was a combination of curiosity and marketing um mm-hmm. that's where kind of, that's kind of our next question for you is about the marketing side of it but 
I think they put so much effort into to wanting this game and trying to make this game be a success um, that the mm-hmm. Japanese public really had this um, hype about it, for lack of a better term. And once they got their mm-hmm. hands on it, and then obviously the English version was released later, a little bit later, it was another way for them to experience this game, which the game in itself is an experience, and if there's something they can you know, get a different version of this and have a different experience with it. I think that's uh, that's what caused the demand for it, I guess. Yeah, yeah I kind of drove that. Yeah. Plus, I think just a lot of people in Japan think English is cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's kind of that's that was that was kind of my imagination. Yeah, and I remember you guys. I remember what you were talking about, where they where they kind of. Uh, almost kind of created that demand, right? Okay, so, but when, yeah, when when it became uh, kind of popular the way that it did, you know what I mean? Well, you know, like maybe, like you said, it was it was kind of a curiosity, but um, um, I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, um, I, I hope that somehow I did have something to do with that. Maybe it's because they, maybe a Japanese audience would appreciate the way that. I tried to uh, bring that character, um, try to bring that character for, uh, I think just just everybody in general. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 you know, I didn't, I didn't voice the character for Americans. You know what I mean? Right. Like I just kind of thought I, I'm gonna do it this way because I think it should be done this way. Um, I, I think, and I, 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 yeah, I think that added to my enjoyment of is how Japanese Ryo felt. He felt like a classic Japanese stoic character, you know, something you would see in uh, like a black and white film from earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it it may, it may have been. Um, I was probably on a run of those films at the time. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> probably going to well at the time it was probably the the video store going out and uh renting those films but uh yeah uh yeah, i just like kind of felt like i'm gonna i'm gonna he's like a modern day samurai yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's how i felt right because mm-hmm. it's because of you know his his background his family background i mean his his father uh hasuki sensei and with the dojo attached or in his property you know, and I just, you know, with with uh, Fukuhara-san there, and I, I just felt like, oh yeah, this is this is this guy's life. Like he, this is, um, he has been trained since he was probably able to walk. You know, and I just kind of felt like, yeah, th- this has a different kind of, you know, that that old style feel, right? An old, you know, a, a warrior who's been trained since he was uh, a child. You know, and yeah. I, I just I felt like I want to voice this character for the world, not not just I know that I know I'm the English version, and I I don't know if I knew that it was going to be like a North American. Um, I didn't know I don't know if I I don't I can't recall if I knew it was going to Europe at the time. I think maybe I did, but I just kind of felt like I think I'm going to voice this character for um, for. For what I think he is, not just for North America or not just for the United States, for that matter, you know, just because I'm from the United States, I think, you know, maybe a lot of people from the United States think that that is the world, but (laughs) Um, I just kind of felt like, yeah, I'm not going to make it just for just for the U.S. No, I'm going to make it for everybody. Anybody who ever gets their hands on this game, no matter where they're from. If they're from, you know, whatever Saudi Arabia, if they're from Australia, if they're from whatever, I want them to experience this game or this character, yeah. like uh, how I think that he should be. You know? Yeah. Were you aware of if there were, if there was any intention to do a Shenmue 2 US, so like the English dub for the Dreamcast in Japan? Um. Well, they made me aware of. The, um, I guess you could say the 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 work, um, the research, the character development. Um, they made me aware of that while I was there. Uh, even for the first game, um, they kind of, you know, showed me some sneaks and peeks. 
at uh, what was going on, which was fantastic. And I realized that uh, they indeed uh, did have plans to go for a long time in this game. Um, so maybe I just kind of assumed <laughs> that there that I'd be hopefully a part of the projects in the future if I uh, if I you know kept all my ducks in a row and you know maybe they liked the work that I did. Um, always tried to um, um, you know do, I always just try to do the work. You know what I mean. Uh, so hopefully that I would be a part of those projects in the future, and I kind of uh, assumed that they would keep going. And I just thought that we'd be making, you know, ten of these games <laughs> over, you know, like what, you know, one every uh, couple of years or so. But I, yeah, I guess I didn't know specifically if I was going to be coming back for two. Is that what you mean? But I mean, no, I, I mean more along the lines of like once you were doing two. Did, were, mm-hmm. did they tell you if they had the intention of releasing that Shenmue, like the English dub with the Japanese subtitles in Japan? Did they let you know if they had the intention? Of doing oh, that I see too? what you're saying. Um, no, no, they didn't tell me specifically about that. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, I don't, I don't recall uh, that as well. I, I don't recall any of that. Yeah. What's, um, your, what's your next one? What were your thoughts on all the marketing that went into this? Did that kind of help bring you uh, towards the realization that this is something that could be huge? Because there was a lot of, like, how creative they got with the demo, like what Shenmue, where you could like, mm-hmm. walk through most of Dubuida. Um, mm-hmm. What were your thoughts and feelings on that? Um, well, I thought what I, they presented the game the way I thought that they should have you know what I mean they they I, I kind of felt like I almost as if if they just kind of showed people what was possible that the game would speak for itself you know what I mean so I kind of felt like I think that is good you know I, I, I remember at the time thinking yeah I think this this is what you want to show people you know that you can that you can do these things that it feels um you know, and I, I described this before too. You know, sometimes when you, well, particularly at that time, um, nowadays of course is different. But at the time, you could play a game and you can kind of, kind of wander around a little bit, but you kind of had these parameters or, I don't know, almost fences, if you want to say. You know what I mean? And kind of go from one place to another, and, um, uh, and that, I mean, that's just how it was. You know, uh, but I kind of felt like. Yeah, you want to sh- you want to show people that that uh, I, I kind of compare it to um, a book, right? So when you open up a book and you start to read, you kind of leave your your own world behind, right? Um, so you when you play this game, you you kind of you kind of have this sort of tunnel vision where you almost just leave your living room or wherever you might be and be able to uh, wander around, like you said, Dobuita or something like that. So I felt the, the kind of marketing that they did, I thought, yeah, that's 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 it, you know? Um, as far as knowing it was going to be huge, yeah, I don't know. You kind of answered that one already I, I just, earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I, just, I just feel like... Um, I, you know, I, I think it's great when when it starts to when it starts to pop up on magazine covers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or um, I think it showed up on. Uh, we still had TV Guide way back in the day, right? And I was like, right. oh crap! There's, <laughs> you know, there it is. So when when it, you know when I see stuff like that, or when I see people talking about it on, um, oh, I think it was uh, television. I don't remember if it was on. Um, oh man, what was it on? Uh, anyway, it was. It, I, I remember it being just on something I was randomly watching someday. People were talking about it, and when you're watching um, uh, YouTube, people are still talking about it being one of the most uh, anticipated uh, uh, games or or the most wanted um, sequels to happen of all time, and it happens to be number one on the charts. And you're like, wow, great! You know, when you when you see stuff like that, I think it's less to do with 
what they did because I kind of feel like uh, a lot of marketing sometimes happens with uh, media for me for me being in the business for a long time whether I mean it could be anything man it could be uh, it could be a stage production you know it could be a musical it could be a video game it could be a movie I mean sometimes they hype a movie so much and then it's the theaters and nothing happens you know what I mean like it has one day and then the reviews come out and then nobody goes and sees it you know what I mean because so when I when I looked at the marketing and stuff like that I thought yeah um, you know again what I said earlier I thought yeah this is what you want to show people because this is what makes the game special but um, have you uh, had a chance to visit the real life um, Dobuita or Yokosuka Harbor or anything no you know I haven't and I and I really uh, I really admire uh, the people who have gone on these uh, Shenmue journeys you know what I mean when they yeah. when they go to Japan and then they sail on over to China and they check out the actual places and I've spoken to these people who have done that and I'm like man that is amazing <laughs> you know what I mean it kind of inspires me. I think I kind of want to do that someday. Oh, yeah. You know, I think I want to uh, take a Shenmue trip. Uh, I'll take it with my with my wife and daughter, and I'll show my daughter. <laughs> Does she like to travel? The, the actual places, you know what I mean? Oh, my do- my daughter loves to travel. She's a travel fiend. Yeah, she... Um, um, you know, it's, it's great because she's one of those kids that likes to try different food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. She's not afraid. Well, she's half Filipino anyway, so she's probably used to eating um, stuff that would make other kids um, cry or grow up or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, um, she's, she's great with uh, – first of all, she's easy to travel with, which is also unusual for children. Um and yeah, she she loves the experience of going to new places all the time. So yeah, she's a great travel companion. And, and so I think that that'd probably be a great idea. We'll do we'll do a Shenmue vacation one year. You should do that. Yeah. And document it on your Facebook. Has your daughter shown any interest in in playing the game, or has she played the game with you? Um, you know, since uh, since my system had, had crapped out on me. Uh, we have not had the opportunity to actually have her play the game. She definitely wants to play the game. So I told her, I'm like, okay, when when uh, three comes out, we'll get another system, yeah. so we'll be able to play all play all the games that we want, and we'll be able to uh, play Shenmue as well. Yeah, she's she's actually pretty excited. She definitely wants to play it. Or she well, could just do what everyone else in her generation does and watch somebody else play it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I, oh man. <laughs> See, th- that's that's when I know I'm getting a little bit older. Yeah. When I see kids doing stuff, and I'm thinking, why? Why are you doing yeah, that? Yeah. Come on, are you kidding me? Get the game, play it yourself. What are you doing? <laughs> you know. Well, that's when I know I'm getting older. Hopefully, by the time three comes out, you won't need to purchase a Dreamcast because yeah. hopefully one and two will be released. Maybe even tomorrow they'll announce that. I hope. I know. Well. Let's let's uh, let's keep our ears open tomorrow. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, and I and I tell people too. Uh, people ask me, "Oh, is is Liesl coming back or is Eric coming back?" And I'm like, "Hey, you guys made three happen. If you want to see it happen, then then you just demand it, and it, mm. it it'll magically happen. I don't know how you guys do it, but you do it. <laughs> so yeah, same thing with HD, right? And I'm like, you guys just need to go get a campaign." going on oh man i don't know i don't know how they do it they're just like extremely dedicated hard working <laughs> you know oh, I, this is why i love you guys i love all you guys out there um but yeah so let's see if we can get it let's see if we can make it happen i'll campaign you guys campaign everybody out there campaign let's get let's get one and two hd on uh, so, so on the Corey doesn't have to buy a new Dreamcast. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to go down to my local store. Come on, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> you, you know, if you get one every time you turn it on, those VMU batteries are going to be dead, and you're just going to get that. You're going to have to reset the clock, and mm-hmm. it's just an hassle. Like, let's, oh, let's the get this Kickstarter done. We'll raise a few million. We got this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I remember those days. That was great, wasn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, when you guys, I guess more with the second game, probably, um, did you was did you find there was any sense of concern over whether or not this was going to be a commercial success? Um. 
Yeah, um, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean, of course, because you know, the whole idea, the whole, you know, we're we need money, right? I mean, you know, I mean, for Sega to make the game, of course, it was Sega at the time. If you, if they, if in order to make the game, they want to make money, of course, right? And I need to feed my kids and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you want you want it to be a, a commercial success, to, but but to be honest with you. When it comes to Shenmue, I, I really just feel like I just want to do good work, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's that's kind of the project in general uh, with all the uh, effort and all of the research and all of the... It's kind of like an idea playground, you know what I mean, Shenmue is. And it's kind of, uh, you, know, um, you know, particularly at the time, it's very ex- experimental with... What can we do? What are people going to actually play? What you know? How can we make this world happen? So I think we, I think everybody involved in Shinmo, really, um, is just trying to make something good. You know what I mean? And I know that sounds weird because uh, you would think, well, of course you want to make something good because if you know if it's good, then the fans are going to play it. But you know, really, a lot of people are concerned about money and what's going to sell and what can we put into a package that people are going to just kind of switch their minds off and play and what's going to sell you know 10 million copies in the first weekend and or 500 million copies in the first weekend and so i mean a lot of people do view that i don't think it's so much the same with shinmu i think really seriously people are just interested in making something good and that goes all the way down to the voice actors as well. I talked about how, you know, we would get into the studio and have a great time and all that stuff, and that's that's great. But we really were, and we talked about this before, even amongst ourselves. I think we really were concerned, generally, just been just just to make something awesome. Um, and I don't know if that's because we had such a good rapport with each other, or be they really felt the game that I did that when I saw it and when I played it I thought well this is great and let's let's do something special here um I I, I, I honestly I can't speak for them but I, I, I we've had these discussions in the past and they they feel that the, that they wanted to put some extra effort into the game as well so like I said that goes from the voice actors all the way up to Yu Suzuki that um we wanted to make something special. We realized it was special, and but of course, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to get paid too. You know what I mean? What can I say? Right. Um, so, but it, it's I think another thing too. I, I mean, I've said this before. I don't think we we we're we're hoping or expecting it's going to be a blockbuster. You know what I mean? It's not a you know. It's not an Avengers. I've, I've said this before. It's kind of like, uh, I, I, at the time I was talking about uh, some of the independent movies that came out, and I was like, oh, maybe it's like Birdman, you know, when when Michael Keaton did uh, Birdman, right? It's a little strange, it's a little quirky, but it's really kind of amazing, you know? Yeah. So. It's a nice Donnie Darko or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like a Donnie Darko. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's your next one, Andrew? Uh, do, do you have any, or do you remember any distinct differences between uh, doing the recordings for Shenmue One and Shenmue Two? Distinct differences. Hmm. No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I mean, we, we just kind of knew what we were doing a little bit more. It took a little bit less time. We were a little bit more coordinated on the second one, which is kind of like with all projects. You know what I mean? We we, we like it was the same people involved, basically the same actors. And so we just kind of had a had a good flow. Um, not to say that the not to say that we didn't have in the first one, um, because you know, of course, over there they're very, you know, they got it down. They got their schedules. They got you know, the, the, everything is kind of a perfect machine running over there. As far as we were concerned, um, everything was great and professional and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just kind of felt like okay, here we are again. Um, 
you know, we can kind of knock it out of the park a little bit, uh, a little bit, I don't know, easier, a little bit faster, a little, a little, a little bit more grease in the wheel, I suppose. I can't remember. But as far as distinct differences, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I can't remember the timeline between, like, was there a point where you assumed you weren't coming back because you didn't think they were going to do an English dub of two, and then you were surprised to find that you were coming back because of the Xbox, or? Um. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to put myself back there, right back in the day. No, I think I still I still assumed that I'd be coming back even with without a dream cast. I don't know why I thought that. I just kind of I just kind of. But see, the thing is that it was it was a bit of a surprise for me. I was actually doing another job over in uh, Guam, oh, yeah. and um, I was doing a, a performing job, and I ended up rolling over my ankle and had this huge swollen ankle and i couldn't uh do my job and i was like oh crap well what the f am i gonna do now and like literally they called me up i think it was the next week or the following week and said hey uh actually we need you back for shenmue 2 i was like oh really so you know what i mean like it's it's kind of it's always it's always kind of a bit of a surprise because they're they're you know you know how they are they're very secretive they're very uh, things are very kind of hush hush and then and then they call you and they're like hey we need you okay okay all right here i come (laughs) let me let me let me hobble on over there (laughs) yeah exactly and i thought man this is great you know um (laughs) i can't work but now i can go use my voice so let's 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 do that so yeah it is it it, is kind of a surprise and i'm sure it'll be the same thing they did do the big announcement of uh, Shenmue 3. Things are a little bit different this time, but I'm sure it'll be the same thing. They'll, they'll call me up and be like, hey, uh, what are you doing next week? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, so, so yeah, I, I, kind of, I kind of thought that I'd be coming back even without a Dreamcast. But, you know, like I said, it's always, it's always kind of a surprise when they give me a call and tell me to come on over. Yeah. Do you have any, I guess, from either a gift from them or something you've received along the way, any favorite piece of memorabilia you've received? Yeah. Um, they they gave me some, I guess I should say, some, some kind of... How can I say this? <laughs> some kind of secret shots from the game. They kind of built some, um, I think, some story ideas, some that some some kind of connections that they have in the future. They gave me these kind of almost what you would call screenshots that they printed out and they put these in, in these really nice. These were the layouts with these pictures and everything. Oh, nice. That was really cool. So were they they like, did. Uh, they did. Boards? Or were they like renders? Yeah, they were renders. Yeah, they 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 did the whole thing. Uh, they yeah they they kind of made these really cool shots um, with cool. E- yeah with everything. It wasn't it wasn't ha- it wasn't hand drawn. It's like they they they, they, they did the whole thing. Um, they also Are did give me one of the watches. We've met so far, I don't think you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Let's assume that. Well, no. you know what it is. I'll tell. <laughs> you know what it is. It's. I think. It, I think it's uh, uh, really more uh, story arc involved. So, uh, and they and they ended up giving me one of those watches as well. One of the uh, uh, one of the Shenmue watches, which right. is you, uh, which is great. You know, I think you still, posted a picture of that recently, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that, that's also fantastic. That's one of my. My little uh, treasures that I have from from the from the game as well. So yeah, they're they're you know they're really great, really great people, and they're really cool. And they'll give me a little, like I said, they give me little insights, little little hints and stuff like that. So <laughs> nice. Were there any, I guess, kind of insights in the topic of insights or hints? Was there anything that you recorded for like the first or second game that you you know recognized that would have led to a storyline that didn't get cut or like some sort of comedic uh, situation that Rio was in that simply just was edited out of the game? That <laughs> didn't that didn't make it? Um, no, I don't think that they actually had me record anything like that that I can recall off the top of my head right now. Certainly no, certainly no, um, certainly no future events that i english dubbed you know what i mean 
Mm. There's um, there's some stuff hidden out there, and I'll let you guys kind of uh, search the web for that. But there's uh, apparently some hacking that you can do on some of the discs that um, that 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 do. See, this is not my area of expertise, so I'll let you guys go out there in the webs, uh, find all that. Uh, yeah, you you guys let me know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. Um, so um, yeah, th- there's nothing that I recall doing an English dub that did any of that. There's some stuff that you guys can go out there and uh, find. But um, I don't I don't recall anything that didn't end up. You know what I mean? I think everything that I dubbed went into the game. So yeah. there was no like alternate take where they said, "Okay, Corey, here's where Rio kills Fukusan for telling Ino-san <laughs> about his his plan." <laughs> right. Well, he where he's really the uh, double agent who's been yeah. inserted into the. Uh, into the family for all these years, right? Yeah, I never trust. No, it's funny. I was talking. I was talking. Right. I was talking about. Uh, yeah, my my ultimate fan theory is that Iwau Hazuki is actually Hazuki from the future. Goes back in the past and has a clone of himself unaltered that he can just raise on his own. Whoa. And I was like, oh wait, I guess they already did. They already did that uh, storyline, didn't they? Somewhere I can't remember where. <laughs> But yeah, I was I was I thought it was great to come up with my own fan theories to <laughs> yeah, fanfic exactly. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'll post some of them and really freak some people out and be like, yeah, you guys just figure out whether I'm kidding or not. <laughs> All right. And I guess the final question that we have, uh, just kind of a funny one here. Recording the uh, when you're drinking the the, the coke. Was there was there any method mm, action yeah. there, or was you just did they add sound effects in post, or are you cracking a can there? Well, um, um, I know a lot of people know that probably. Uh, well, they're starting to get them here too in the states, but. Japan has the greatest vending machines the world has ever seen. And, you know, you can get your hot drinks and your cold drinks in the same one. And every day, when I went, when I showed up to Sega, I got myself a nice, you know, depending on how I was feeling, hot or cold tea. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I was drawing my inspiration from, from Japanese vending machines because it's just a, a wonderful world of vending machines over there in Japan. <laughs> but as far as the sound effects go, yeah, they they were uh, they were adding those in later. <laughs> and that's another thing too. I was I was kind of uh, kind of doing a little bit of uh, uh, a copy or an impersonation of uh, some of the some of the the Japanese uh, voice acting on that one too. <laughs> nice. So yeah, when I was just doing that, yeah. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I just kind of I took some took some inspiration, let's just say, uh, from from the, the the game that was built and um, yeah, the the wonderful vending machines. And you can get anything, anything. People know this. Yep. You can get anything from ladies' underwear to uh, <laughs> to a nice Umbrella, cold uh, Coca Cola uh, umbrellas. You know, sex bots coming up in the, sh- in the future here, real soon. Uh-huh. That's awesome. It's going to make the world a, a less stressed out place. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for, and we're going to do a big reveal here, part one of our interview with Corey Marshall. Um, so where can just we'll do some social media plugs here, Corey? Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, well, um, you, you know, you guys can, you know, I think probably the best place right now is uh, Facebook, right? A lot of people uh, contact me on Facebook. Um, just Google me. I'll be there. And um, I don't know. I kind of float around here and there. Uh, you guys can uh, find me on uh, Twitter as well. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of people, I think, are... Um, surprised at how much I uh, how um, respond to people on Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, I do have uh, I do have a uh, a Twitter handle, but 
all my stuff is on uh, Facebook. I, I'm at uh, Corey Marshall VO Pro uh, on cool. on Twitter, but Facebook is where I'm at. You guys just find me there. Yeah, perfect. And uh, we can be found at Shenmue AM2 Pod on Twitter, Shenmue AM2 Podcast at gmail.com, uh, Shenmue AM2 Podcast on Facebook. We have a group and a page. And yeah, obviously here on iTunes and YouTube.com slash Shenmue AM2 Podcast. Um, so huge thanks to, to Corey for uh, doing this with us. We really appreciate it. We'd like to thank this week's sponsor, Buncado Antiques. Do you have a terrible family secret? and a family heirloom that you need hidden until your son can come at a future date and get it, shop Bencado Antiques.